and welcome. My name is Keely, and I welcome you to the second episode of this unnamed podcast. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about certain things that you can do to raise and lower your energy, your vibrations in the body. And this this topic was actually brought to me by my best friend, Sarah. I said, what do you think I should talk about? She said, how to raise and lower your vibrations. And I said, bet, let's do it. So what I actually wanted to start out with, and the only way that it really made sense for me is to start to talk and really introduce the idea of chakras. I don't think this is going to be the only episode we talk about them, but if we are talking about vibrations and what makes you more connected to your higher self and less connected and more kind of connected to your ego, we kind of have to circle back to the energy centers inside of the body. That is just plain and simple. So what I want to do is kind of a small little introduction to the chakras, but essentially talking about the seven kind of main spaces within our energetic body and physical body and how for each kind of one of these pointers we can do certain things to better and worsen our connection with that energy and we'll go in at some point into a later video and talk about more um, related to both, I'm sure, vibrations and chakras, but this is kind of what my intuition presented to me today. So that's what we're going to fucking do. So hang out, grab some popcorn, and just just vibe with me, okay? So I actually looked on Google because I am an academic. <laughs> I looked on Google and I wanted to get a proper definition, I suppose, because I felt like any definition would be better than me just intuitively pulling it from a hat. So it says chakra. Chakra means wheel and often refers to energy points in your body. They are thought to be spinning discs of energy that should stay open and aligned as they correspond to the bundles of nerves, major organs, and areas of our energetic body that affect our emotional and physical well-being. Beautifully said. Honestly, like I said, <laughs> better than I could have articulated it. So what I want to start out with is the base chakra, the root chakra, the, the pros, the cons, um, and kind of what we can do to better and worse this spot because we don't just have one energy body we have several different points and we could really go into reflexology oh my gosh i totally forgot i learned how to do auricular therapy <laughs> which is um reflexology in the ears uh oh, sheesh i should man i should take that up that is the coolest shit ever i tell you that was cool um <laughs> but the root chakra the base chakra. This chakra is called the muladhara. This is specifically located in the base of the spine, um, often related to, and it kind of starts the area of the kundalini. Um, and we'll go into that. I want to go into kundalini at some point in the future. This is our foundation. This is us being grounded. 
This is us feeling secure within ourselves. This is about our relationship with our home. This often can signify our fight, flight, or fear. Wait, fight, flight, or freeze? <laughs> um, mindsets, right? That the, the lizard brain often sits in this kind of root chakra area. So what can we do to better this space? Well, we can work on our perception of security. Where do, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some prompts. So where do we feel the most safe? Is this in an environment that feels chaotic? Is this in a spontaneous environment? Is this in a space that you have created that keeps you in an old mindset? And I'm not asking from an idealistic perspective. I am truly asking from a serious perspective. Honestly, looking inside of yourself, what makes you feel safe? Right? So some of the things that we can do to better ourselves is to be honest about that. Also think about the energy of protection, energy of foundations. What does that mean? That means we make physical, tangible steps, and this does heighten our vibration, physical, tangible steps to what our future looks like. That means that we make the physical shifts. This is actually one of the spaces that I see a lot of spiritual teachers lacking is that they start to access the spiritual body and, and the crown chakra and, and you know all the spiritual stuff and then they forget that they exist. Um, there's a lot of pain and trauma in these bottom chakras. Uh, there's a lot of racial issues and injustice issues. There's a lot of um, hate in these areas, especially when we come to um, the next chakra, and we'll go there in a second, but especially when we get into um, like family trauma, big stuff, right? So some of the things we can do obviously to lower the energy of this space is to have a mindset that we are never gonna be safe an honest mindset that we're never going to be safe. Not that, not an idealistic, like, yeah, I guess, like, uh, you know, maybe. Nah, we're talking about sincerely thinking about the relationship that possibly we had when we were children, because we're talking about the most primal level here. Looking at the reflections of mom or dad, your immediate environment, even up until now, right? Because we have a certain amount of responsibility. There are certain things that we have inherited on many different levels but what can we physically shift and change this also reflects the physical body are we getting diversity in our diet that is healthy are we acknowledging the physical body ignoring the physical body is going to significantly decrease the energy and the vibration of the root chakra so take those steps towards the things that make sense for you, right? You're a spiritual student, but you don't know what you're going to do with it. Start to build a business plan. 
find something that feels more secure for you. Get out of your shitty relationship. Respectfully. <laughs> know that you are secure, but you create this security within yourself. Okay? I love you. <laughs> now we're going to go to the next chakra, the sacral chakra. This is called the Svadasthana. And this is located, located in the lower abdomen. Um, and this energy is all about sexuality, sensuality. Thinking about this energy, it reflects motherhood. So this is where our traumas from the womb be beyond, really, ancestral lineage, our relationships with our parents, people that have reproductive organs, what it looks like to possibly have a child. What does that mean? So again, kind of, um, and as you see, we kind of move up the ladder of these areas, uh, these centers of energy. They kind of, the, the, the last one will kind of bleed into the next, into the next. It's a beautiful rainbow of hopefully harmony, but oftentimes chaos. <laughs> This energy is entirely about creation. So once you have, let's just say, once you have a secure home, once you are balanced in your root chakra, what do you do next? You start to find things to do for yourself. You start to create your own environment. Once you have a house over your head, food in your belly, you're feeling financially secure, what do you do? You fuck. <laughs> I mean, naturally, that's what humans do, right? We create an emotional bond. So this is all about balance of the emotional bonds, balance of our, our, our feminine lineage. So what is our relationship with our, our mother, specifically our feminine line of lineage look like? What are the habits you have seen in the feminine side of your family repeated that possibly you reflect? What is our relationship with sex? And those that we are sexually attracted to or have been interested in, or do we have a pattern of a rejection, either rejecting or being rejected? And how does that ignite us? This is also starting to really take flight us manifesting our own experiences. So the pros and the cons, how, how to make this energy more um, cohesive. Tantra, connecting and really understanding what makes you feel supported in a physical relationship. Really understanding that. Is it monogamy? Is it being by yourself? A lot of people with reproductive organs, is it actually having a child or is it the pressure of society? I know that that's the theme right now. Really clarifying that for yourself. And guess what? You want to clear this space? Inner child work. You want to clear this space? Really, really start to create your own experiences. Go do the things that you want to do. Feminine energy, express yourself. 
when you're going to see some negative uh, correlations to this or some i don't want to say ne necessarily negative but you're going to see some um unhealthy balances here is someone that is uh, attention seeking for the the attention of someone that they may or a, a, an energy or crowd that they may want the attention of um you're going to see hostility when it comes to um, lines of lineage um negative repeated patterns when it comes to lines of lineage and not thinking that you can actually have a better experience in life truly thinking that you have to succumb to a sexually or romantically or emotionally unfulfilled relationship having hesitation there having trauma in that space it's all correlated there is no shame there is absolutely no shame especially i'm going to say this in women and people of the lgbtq plus community there's a lot here right so there's no shame in the game dude there's no shame in the game but just in identifying some of the pros and cons of these spaces and things that we can approach it kind of brings some of those things to light then as we move up we have our solar plexus chakra this is the manipura just so y'all know I'm, I'm also saying the sanskrit words because i think that's um a little bit of a i'm not trying to appropriate everything <laughs> and this is kind of in between the ribs i would say solar plexus right this is all about masculine power this is all about once you've you have your home and your food in your belly you're protected you have a loving partnership or a fulfilled sense of who you are as a feminine being i don't care if you're a male or female uh, non-binary i don't give a shit you have feminine and masculine energy Then you start to really tap into the masculine. You know that you can create shit. You know that you are emotionally stable. Now, what do I do with it? How do I, how, I, I'm creating it, right? So what is the power that I step into? So obviously you're naturally gonna see confidence, pros and cons, right? If you see, uh, if you personally are in a space of not feeling confident, that's a, that's a pretty large, um, pretty large space there if you have imposter syndrome right maybe you've done all these things you've done all these fucking things and you don't think you deserve that there you go this is all about self-esteem feeling like you deserve love feeling like you deserve attention you deserve success so of course starting to really believe that and guess what the solar plexus is, and and the sacral chakra the root chakra they are all about movement they signify the bottom half of the body bitch you better be moving in these spaces these are not ethereal i mean they are ethereal because we're talking about sacred energy but these are you better get some shit done here like you want you want to get over a trauma guess what the next like you want a new job the move and these bottom three chakras are you apply for the damn job 
Like, they're not going to fall in your lap with love. You know, I've been there. <laughs> I say it like a sassy bitch because sometimes we need it like a sassy bitch, you know? This is a sense of purpose within us. So defining your purpose. Maybe you feel like you don't know what you're doing in life. Maybe you feel like you're succumbing to what other people want for you. So you're going to see the pros and cons here. But identifying what your purpose is and training your damn mind to know that you deserve that purpose and you are big enough for that purpose. And guess what? The surrounding chakras are going to tell you, you better fucking move. You better do the thing. You better stand erect. You better stand in Superman pose until you really start to believe it. Combining the energies of masculine and feminine is where we're going to get the best balance inside of our bodies. So naturally, the masculine inside of us is going to match us with the energy of especially in the Western world, this power, this claiming your power. And I'm going to be the first one. It's 222. What's up? I'm going to be the first one to tell you that power doesn't naturally come overnight for someone that doesn't feel super confident. And this is going to be the topic of another entirely another podcast. But I'm going to give you one of the biggest hints of any spiritual teacher will ever ever say to you at this moment your medicine is your purpose if you've been through romantic trauma and get over and really start to believe in yourself as an individual and not in need uh, and not associate with that romantic trauma that energy is now your energy of wisdom that energy is now your energy of wisdom that is the solar plexus chakra insert whatever your stuff is right maybe it's a financial loss maybe it's it's you you came into this world with uh, impoverished you get over that guess what motherfucker there is no one that will ever be able to touch you on that subject that's the solar plexus chakra and in navigating upwards, we start to move into the, the ethereal energy. Now, the heart chakra is obviously in the space of the heart, and this is a combination. So I said the bottom three chakras are all about the physical. The bottom three chakras are all about making the physical world happen we have physical examples now the top three chakras um, and the heart chakra are you have certain aspects of physical right the heart chakra is the combination of the bottom three chakras and the top three chakras it is the full embodiment of empathy and what a perfect example of empathy like the one chakra, the one energy center that represents the unity of the physical and the ethereal. So this Sanskrit name is Anahata, and it is all about compassion. It is all about seeing other people as they are, and guess what? 
also seeing yourself like that. Spoiler alert, you are not on the outside of the boat, my dude. You are inside of the boat with the love. So some of the things that we can do to raise and lower this energy, this vibration, our frequency and our heart chakra, is to start really accepting ourselves, loving ourselves. And that's loving ourselves for the positives and loving ourselves for the negatives. Appreciating ourselves. That's not sitting in a space of delusion in the heart chakra. Let me be clear. (laughs) We acknowledge that we have things that may um, need uh, polishing, (laughs) um, unfolding. We may acknowledge ourselves as onions, but we love the onion. This is us seeing others as humans you see a lot of imbalance when it comes to people that embody a lot of selfishness they don't see why other people may need empathy and they circle back to themselves a lot of times and most of the time it's because of of trauma right that's their own stuff but self-talk, positive and negative, very much centered in the heart. I mean, you definitely get that in the solar plexus and it's gonna affect the other chakras as well. But the heart, how you see yourself, and this is why they say you can't love someone else unless you love yourself. Because guess what? The energy center is the same. The energy center is the same. It is very, very difficult to have empathy, like true understanding and acceptance of someone if you don't see yourself as valuable. And this is not a black and white statement, but I'm talking about possibly like a a romantic situation. It is where our soul sits. Um, Some other things to connect us with our heart chakra is plants. Again, this reflects us seeing things as equal. So if we have something that we're taking care of or that we appreciate in the world that is natural and, and full of gratitude, it gives it a piece of humanity, right? We have plants in our house. We know that they need, they, they need our help. And I am willing to accept that empathy on a certain level is needed for certain things to exist. Same thing goes with animals. People that are very close with animals have a lot of (laughs) activity in the heart. Pros and cons, right? And maybe um, they use them as therapy for the heart space. But also that doesn't mean that there isn't work to be done right? A good thing to do for the heart chakra is to look in a mirror and look into your eyes. And it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel doofy at first, but looking into your own eyes until the energy clicks, truly. And when you feel that click, my wrist just clicked as I said that. That's so funny. When you feel that click, 
it's like a click of trust. You start to really trust the experience. And I want you to look into your eyes. You look into your eyes and really start to appreciate the person that's before you. And in that space, you give yourself gratitude. You look at all the flaws and beauty on your physical body, in your heart, in that mirror, and you sort of really appreciate it. And there are so many things that you can do. And there's so much that we see in this world that is counter to the heart chakra energy. It's because we're trying to serve possibly the lower three chakras and detaching from the balance that our bodies need. And as we move up into the spaces higher and higher, this is now the beginning of the ethereal three. Ooh, I just, I just came up with that. I'm sure it exists somewhere else. <laughs> this is the throat chakra. This chakra is called Vishuddha. It's literally in the throat center. This is all about truth. This is hearing people for what they truly are. My dog's dreaming, forgive me, my Lord. And speaking the truth within ourselves. <laughs> this is about self-expression. So it's very interesting because the throat chakra and the sacral chakra kind of have some similarities because expression helps with both, right? Physical expression tends to help with the sacral chakra. The throat chakra is all about ethereal expression. So singing, very correlated with the throat chakra. Um, the arts, very centered around the throat chakra, right? People that are very artsy, you're gonna see them expressing themselves, whether it's physically, um, they tend to be more outspoken than other kind of more analytical type of minds because it's natural that's what they do that's the same energy there are correlations between the two a lot of advocacy sits in this space right so if you see it, someone that's an advocate they speak their truth or they speak ignorance <laughs> um and there's, you know, I don't want to go into the state of the world right now, but we see a lot of people with throat chakra imbalances right now because they, uh, a, a lot of people in this, <laughs> it's just a theme that's happening right now, um, they hear information and without any truth, they grab on and they just like, they float away on balloons. <laughs> there's no grounding to it. Um, and so you're going to see a lot of people that, um, and think about the energy, right? The, the opposite, the poles. Speaking and hearing. Speaking without groundedness is just airy speech, right? Hearing without hearing someone as a human isn't grounded, right? So you start to see the, what is needed in the balance, and that is balance in the chakras. It is absolutely crucial to have the support of the surrounding chakras. From my perspective, the throat chakra is very important for my position as a spiritual teacher to have in partnership with the surrounding chakras. Because as a spiritual teacher, 
if I'm speaking only from an imbalanced throat chakra space, I am going to say things that don't make fucking sense. You're going to hear me talk and you're going to be like, wait, what? Where did that come from? You got to, this is very political. An imbalanced throat chakra is very political. It's like you, you hear someone speak and it's jargon. It's just, it's kind of nonsensical. Whereas if you hear someone that has grounded thought or art with a meaning and with energy behind it versus, you know, a vase with, you know, no offense, uh, those vase paintings, uh, photos I had to do in art school, like I know that they're, they're crucial to, the, <laughs> to fu- the fundamentals of art. But when you really start to put the truth, the balanced energy of, of the throat chakra into it, you start to really create something that is meaningful, which is the difference between the two spaces of the throat chakra. So some things you can do, speaking. And it sounds simple, but when we are in a space, in a world, in a time of being faced with closing our mouths to injustices, closing our mouths to what we truly feel inside of us, rather than just listening to any other person. So the practice and the discipline of setting boundaries with others is very important here. Surrounding ourselves with the correct crowds and with the correct people very important here. I love y'all artists. You are here. But then you also know that there's a little bit of an, um, it's a stereotype, but as someone that went to art school, <laughs> um, there's a little bit of a an, an air of arrogance sometimes with people that get any space <laughs> of, of expression there's <laughs> not always, not always. Um, but when you tap into that energy, you can also go into the space of not hearing or seeing or experiencing the other energy of people, not seeing other people for the self-expression that they share, but also empathy and hearing the other side is such a beautiful thing to do, to have this balanced. And if you want to help the throat chakra, yell scream, sing, allow your um, voice to be heard like this. This, for me, 30 minutes or more of intuitive speech is therapy for me. Personally, I've needed to express certain aspects of my life in different ways, all different aspects of my life in different ways. This, just so you know, this area of speech has been one, uh, the throat chakra has been one of my biggest, biggest (laughs) um, opportunities. And I want to say opportunities because if you know me in real life, you know that I am ADHD as a motherfucker. I cannot keep a train of thought to save my life. And yet... I jump on a podcast, I record a a TikTok video, 
I speak and work with clients and I don't have a hiccup. I mean, sometimes I will. The throat chakra is my medicine. It helps a lot with people that are anxious because what are you anxious about? Maybe you're scared about being heard or how your voice is gonna sound. Intuitive speaking, so speaking without a script and then really understanding how your voice connects to your intuition is extremely important. But I'm gonna tell you, the other side to that is imbalance. So those that feel like they have something to say but they don't know how to say it, say it. You might sound silly, but guess what? If you ground yourself, you you just won't. It's just not possible. And if you do, it's gonna come off like that elevated photo of that vase with the flowers in it, with the emotion behind it. If you struggle, people are gonna feel it in a different way because it's honest. And that's needed for other people to step up and speak their truth as well. Now let's navigate (laughs) before I stay in my favorite chakra to the third eye. The third eye chakra is um, the third eye space. I mean, it's like in between the two eyebrows but maybe like an inch or two up I suppose in the center of the forehead Um, in Sanskrit the name is Ajna it is all about (laughs) it is all about spiritual connection this is really like the third chakra is like ethereal third eye is um, that is where you're going to see your psychic shit This is all about your intuition. This is all about, on a physical level, what does the future hold for you? And I'm gonna tell you from someone that is highly intuitive, the future is not as black and white as most people would like to control or hope for, which is is actually quite lovely for us that we have, like our our free will is a participant here. (laughs) But this third eye chakra prepares us for different options. People that have a lot of foresight have often, and this can look, um, it doesn't have to be a full spiritual guru that has a balanced third eye chakra. They may just plan well, right? If you wanna tap into your third eye chakra and you're not seeing visualizations, Think about what you're doing to participate in your future. This is physical intuition as well. No one's left out here, my dudes. (laughs) But if we're talking on a spiritual level, this is your spiritual discipline. This is your clairvoyance, right? What can you do there? You can meditate. Clairaudience, meditate. Claircognizance, meditate. I'm never going to tell you that there is something that is a get-rich-quick scheme when it comes to spirituality because I, while I, I respect certain medicines and I have practiced certain medicines and I will absolutely love to get into that in a different time because I, I find it absolutely just, it's so special. But I will always advocate for meditating because I'm gonna tell you what if you don't feel comfortable meditating you're not gonna feel comfortable 
confronting <laughs> a lot of trauma from your life at one time. It's just not going to happen. So in this space, some amazing, wonderful things that you can do is visualizations, is having dedication for your spiritual gifts, is having respect for you as a human. So understanding that you as a human are spiritual and there is no difference between you and myself who has committed their lives, their lives. I said lives. Y'all know that I know that this is not my only life that I'm living. Like <laughs> I've committed my life to um, this space, right? There's no difference between us. Um, you're going to see a lot of imbalance in this space. Again, in the ethereal spaces, specifically in ethereal teachers and your relationship with ethereal teachers. And this is not just ethereal, this is um, communities and uh, complete lands that follow certain belief systems and um, practices that feel kind of culty. No offense. <laughs> they kind of feel culty that have a you cannot ride this ride and that is of heaven or whatever unless you insert whatever. There's a lot of examples there. So understanding that everyone has a right to exist is also very important here. So planning for the future, your disciplines, and also acknowledging that other people may have imbalanced third eye chakras and they can suck it, like, <laughs> you know. The heightening of this space comes in discipline. I hate that there isn't a better answer, but I also understand as a master of certain elements or a participant, I, I say master because I'm at a master level technically of certain elements, but as a participant of certain practices and disciplines, No, don't try to cut corners. It's that, That's another imbalance of the third eye chakra. And then that leads me to my crown chakra, okay? The crown chakra is located above the head. You can often feel the crown chakra on top of the head. Um, a lot of times I feel like pulsing or um, I have certain people that I work with that the the specifically in the crown chakra the temperature will shift very interesting it's funny because this is the air this is the element of air this is if it's it's really the element of ether but this is the element of outside of the body and this forgive my um, pronunciation because i always had a hard time with this even when i was um, in my disciplines sahasrara I think I did it. I think I did it. But it's the it's the tongue thing for me. Okay. This is all about the space of enlightenment. This is all about our relationship with spirit. And I know you might be like, well, the third eye chakra is. Yes, sure. 
This is about, that's about spiritual gifts, knowing the future of your physical life. The crown chakra is the detached version of that. That is what spirit would be experiencing rather than our physical body. So this is our understanding what our ego is, what our ego looks like, um, and kind of removing ourselves from that, detaching from that, disassociating from that. This is this ultimate space of Buddhahood that we all have access to. And I want to tell you, this is um, a balanced crown chakra is to know that other people have their stories, they have their traumas, they have their positives and negatives, and you, to the core, understand that that's their journey. That is, I will do the best that I can, but I cannot control you. That is the silence inside of us. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people have a very, very hard time with sitting inside of the silence of ourselves because guess what's there? Everything and nothing. When we dive in to a meditative discipline, what this looks like, is us at first having just a a, 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 a fucking insane amount of stimuli. The incessant chatter in our minds, our reptilian brain and our fear and our resistance and us saying this is bullshit. And then on top of it, we have spirit. And then we have the unconscious mind. And then we have the anxieties in our bodies. And then we have, you know, what's for dinner? And, oh, I should be doing something else. Once we really understand how our body speaks to us, we can kind of sit with that. And usually, the water usually calms down after that, right? And then after a while, there's nothing. That's the crown chakra energy. So of course, an imbalanced crown chakra is going to reflect someone living out of a space of ego. And oftentimes living out of a space of ego and justifying it as enlightenment. Do you see how the crown chakra and the third eye chakra connect? This is complete removal. Complete removal of the influences of our lower self. And this is not, in my experience, a constant state in the human form. That's just why we're human. We often have moments of being really, really tapped into the crown chakra. This is, <laughs> this is 12th house energy. And 12th house energy is like, I'm going to go live in a cabin somewhere and we all have that pull dude I'm gonna go live in a cabin somewhere I'm not gonna talk to anyone again but then after we live in that cabin we come back like the Buddha did right with his all of his experiences and I'm gonna go into the listen I'm gonna tell y'all everything but going back into the world and knowing that balance and the highs and the lows is natural. Doing your best, loving as much as you can, 
and then detaching from the outcome. And fucking spoiler alert, that is what manifestation is. And that is why it's so fucking difficult for people to accept the one piece of manifestation that is the most crucial and that's detaching from the outcome. I am going to do the best that I possibly can. I am going to invoke spirit to the highest degree so I have the most amount of clarity and help. I'm going to surround myself with the best. And guess what? I'm going to walk away and know that I did what I could. That's why it's so freaking difficult for us to let go, excuse me, forgive me, us to let go of our traumas. Because our traumas reflect so much humanity in us. That when we start to really let go, detach from our human experience, that's where the magic happens. It's kind of like this energy of removing ourselves from the expectations of life, but still enjoying life as a human and being okay with both. So this energy is the energy of acceptance, but still doing what you can to better yourself from a space of love and a space from of nurturing yourself and others around you. And so with the combination of all seven of these spaces, the physicality of moving forward, creating, experiencing life for all that we possibly can, the ethereal three, so committing to our discipline of bettering ourselves, speaking who we are, understanding truly that we have all the control but none of the control, which is, that's its own thing. (laughs) And then with the heart chakra, we merge the heaven and the earth. And the balance of all of these areas and their pros and their cons and their yays and their nays. Sometimes the throat chakra is going to hold, you know, the heart chakra. I have to speak my truth before I feel happy with myself, right? Maybe the root chakra needs to help out the sacral chakra. Right? I can't have a ha- happy relationship until I have a fucking home. Right? Maybe you have love in your sacral chakra area. Maybe you really have a partner that cares for you, but you don't have a financial situation that supports it. Right? There's a connection. That's why we ask for balance in all of these areas. That's why if someone immediately, to me, uh, like a, a, a potential client says, I just want to unlock my third eye chakra, I said, okay. <laughs> Guess what we're going to do? We're going to do everything but. Because I see where the imbalance is. Oh yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make sure that I, I, I can get the outcome that I want. Or I have a matter of fact, hard-headed mindset. Crown chakra. 
throat chakra, solar plexus chakra. I'm going to assume that there's some confidence stuff there. That's why we strive for balance in more than one area of our life, our entire body. As above, so below. What is physical reflects truly what is in the mind and what is in the spiritual body. These correlations, these poles of what can be interpreted as positive and negative are completely ours to grow from. It doesn't mean we don't start out at different positions and places in life. That doesn't mean our race, our, our sexual identities. That doesn't mean that what we've been through in our traumas, we started and we self-imposed. But where do we go from here? What do we do with this? How can I identify in myself the pros and the cons that I embody in a truly honest way to make my energetic body and the physical body and truly my mental health the best that it can possibly be. This is not a far-fetched, crazy proposal. Is bettering yourself, but the, but the first step is being honest with yourself, taking an inventory of yourself. I'm going to invite you to just look up the chakras. I don't care if you are a, <laughs> a PhD in the metaphysical arts. Look up the chakras and just take a note. You, you don't have to even write a list. I want you to just look at what certain attributes correlate to these areas, these energy centers, and just say, okay, how have I been feeling about myself? Am I starting to feel insecure? Do I feel financially stable? How can I communicate better with my partner? Or how do I see myself when it comes to being single? What are my associations? Once again, the medicine that you have is the wisdom that you have. And with that, conclusion, conclusion time, conclusion time for the second podcast. I thank you so much for being here, for being present, for participating. If there is something that feels like it tickles your fancy or you want um, my perspective or my lens on, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. My Instagram is KeelyMetaXO. My TikTok is KeelyMeta. I tend to do a lot of content there, lives, those types of things. And then my, my I always say my email, <laughs> my um a URL, my website, oh my gosh, is keelymeta.com. So you can always find uh, my services, my Oracle deck, my merchandise, those kinds of things there. I love you once again, and I am so appreciative of you, and I will see you in the next podcast.